It's time for the Greens Release Podcast with your host and the creator of Greens Release, Janet Green. Each week, Janet explains how your past and present provide a unique opportunity to rewrite your future. Stay tuned to hear a relaxing compliment to the life-altering materials in the Greens Release workbooks. This podcast is brought to you by GreensRelease.com. This podcast will help you begin to understand what your grieving friend is going through. I've also included some tips to help you. It's by no means all-inclusive, and you must realize that everyone's experience of grief is different, dependent on their personality, circumstances of their loss, and so many other factors. Shock When a loved one dies, our brain literally goes into shock. Imagine that everything you take for granted suddenly vanished. All the incidental things in your everyday life, like having breakfast with your loved ones, going to the bathroom and seeing their clothes, walking past a bedroom and suddenly remembering that it's now empty. If your husband or wife vanished tomorrow, How long would it take until you could walk past their side of the bed without thinking of them? Frame of reference Our mind gets scared because its frame of reference is now gone. What it knew as safe isn't. What it knew as expected isn't. So nothing can be taken for granted. This is why your friend is now nervous hesitant, or avoids things that he or she did without a thought prior to the loss. Mind Chatter Because of these two things and more, mind chatter and worry thoughts are non-stop. What's going to happen to me? How am I going to organise my finances on my own? Will I lose my home? Will I ever have children again? Then there's the mind chatter about the circumstances of the death. The events are played and replayed over and over again. Imagine if your mind was racing non-stop for days, months and sometimes years. How tired and stressed you'd be. Perhaps not sleeping well, etc. Emotions Grief is not just a one-time emotion of loss and sadness. Every time your grieving friend is reminded or thinks about their deceased loved one, they spontaneously feel a painful emotion. This can be dozens of times each day, for weeks and years and even decades. Then, as each is pushed back inside, Because it's perceived as too painful to experience, it combines with all the previously stored emotions. Therefore, the emotions your friend feels today are a combination of all the emotions they've felt during a similar experience. Imagine how much pain is stored inside them and the impact, exhaustion, numbness, shutting down to avoid feeling 
the overwhelming pain, anxiety, stress. Now, add another emotional shock for each of the events they have to endure. The funeral, telling friends about the loss, first Christmas, graduation, etc. These two are repressed and stored to combine with the next similar shock. Coping after the loss of a loved one. Your friend has to develop some tools to cope and keep going. Think of the men who expected to go straight back to work as if nothing's happened, or not allowed to feel emotional because that isn't manly, to outsiders and himself. Sometimes grieving people avoid certain activities, become overly protective with their children, start dating inappropriate people, drink, or even become depressed. Put yourself in your grieving friend's shoes. Now imagine that your life suddenly fell apart, literally, and you have all these feelings and pain that sweep over you at any time, and that you don't want to cry in front of people, or think because you're just so overloaded. Imagine how you might feel about yourself if you changed from a confident, organised and happy person into one who cries each time the phone rings, can't seem to shake this deep pain that overwhelms you with continuous sadness, or feels like you've absolutely no control over your life. Five or even ten years after your loss, There is so much more, but I think this is enough to give you an idea of what's happening to your friend, even if their loss was years or decades. The stored emotions are still there, ready and waiting to come up and jump on them at the most inconvenient times. Grief shakes your foundation to the core. It's such a sad experience they're having. And if you're reading this, then I suspect your friend is having a hard time. Remember, take care of you and don't get buried in the pain and hurt. Then you'll be no good to anyone or your friend. Perhaps now you can see why our grief book, Heal Your Pain, Releasing the Emotions of Grief and Loss, is so important to us. We speak with too many grieving people, obviously the ones who are having a hard time, and we hear their horror stories as we guide them through releases. No one needs to hold on to emotions or fears or the past. This is what Green's Release shares. Our grief book takes the reader gently through a series of steps so they don't have to think or plan, or know anything. They're led through the natural process that grief takes, all the while doing releases from the onset to permanently remove the daily emotions, then stored emotions. They organise their chatter, worry, time, and much more. Tips for helping a friend who's grieving. Don't get caught up in the emotion and drama. 
talking about things over and over actually creates additional emotional stress. Be a friend. Let them know that you're here for them in any way they want. Saying this in a letter is often easier because then they don't have to worry about breaking down in front of you. Become aware. Notice their behaviours. Anxiety went out. Stress levels climbing. Exhaustion. For example, say you finally convince your friend to go out for lunch. If you notice they seem anxious, casually ask them to let you know when they're ready to leave, rather than ignoring how they're obviously feeling. Lend a helping hand so they don't have to do as many things. Supermarket shopping. Offer to do their baking or take the children to school or babysit. Don't take over or visit too often. Hover or push yourself on them. Most grieving people need additional space and distance. That doesn't mean they don't appreciate your contact each week, even though they don't return your call or email. Be honest. Tell them that you want to help but don't know how. Then they may feel free to ask for your help, but don't be surprised if they don't. You are a dear friend who is appreciated.